Hello and welcome everyone to the first episode of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. Brandon, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, everybody? I hope pretty well. I'm doing well. I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. For, I've been excited for this because I've been wanting to get back into One Piece for a long time. And I think that's a good place to start for this podcast is just sort of giving our backstories, how we have kind of got into the uh, into One Piece to begin with, uh, maybe where we fell off or if you didn't fall off. I don't know, because I first heard about One Piece around college, uh, which is around 2000. Two, no, 2005, I think, actually. Um, somewhere around there, 2004, 2005. And friend was talking it up, and I finally watched it, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is good. <laughs> this is this is really good. <laughs> it, like, it just it clicked with me, because we had the old Kaizaku fan dubs, which were, yep, were a yep. godsend when the, all we had was four, four kids. kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember watching the four kids and being like, oh, oh, no, I'm done with this. <laughs> yep, yep. And I just got introduced by that and it clicked with me because it seemed so much more structured than what Dragon Ball had ever been, which was my high watermark up to that point. I, I love Yu Yu, Yu Yu Hakusho was always my favorite, but for a long running series, uh, Dragon Ball was always like, that's the shonen comparison at the time. Mm. And I watched it for the longest time, uh, kept up with the anime. And then I got to kind of, I think, the water seven arc and the, with the i basically caught up to where the anime was and man it's rough going week to week <laughs> on the anime <laughs> oh yeah yeah and i just sort of stopped for a while and then i came back and caught up to where i left off in the manga and just went to where i was current at that t- point which was i believe blanking on the name of it but it's the half cold half hot island um oh uh punk hazard punk hazard that's right yeah uh yeah. right up to about there and then i caught up again and going week to week but not on one piece it was week to week on the big three at the time which is bleach one piece naruto yep. and bleach is terrible terrible to read week to week because nothing ever happens <laughs> i was i was up to date on bleach as well up, up through about halfway through the uh the final arc uh-huh. <laughs> it's just you'll get you'll get just like pages of just like nothing happening <laughs> yeah it just feels so inconsequential i i do i do like bleach a lot but yeah it's reading it weekly is was not great having all the chapters available like flying through them it's like man this is great stuff you really get into it yeah. you don't you don't worry yeah. about the pacing it seems better paced for an entire volume rather than chapter by chapter oh, but yeah. but when i saw it was announced that hey the final arc is beginning I'm like okay cool i will put all three on the back burner and come back to it later uh once bleach is over I think five years later, Bleach was finally over. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something yeah, like that. That, that final, final arc. arc is very long. Oh, God. It was. I, I, by that point, I was like, well, I'm too far behind and I'm too busy now. So eventually I'll get back to One Piece. And that time is now. That, that thanks is, to this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But what's your, what's your backstory on One Piece? Mine is, uh, I think, rather complicated, actually. Uh, I was, of course, introduced to it by the Four Kids dub um, back on Fox Kids. <laughs> this was like. 2006 or no or so i'm a bit younger so that was like uh late middle school early high school for me and of course you know my i think anybody's first impression for the four kids dub is just gonna be like what is this 
crap, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. By that point, I had I had already had a huge chip on my shoulder about four kids because I'm I'm a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan. It is probably my my favorite manga of all time next to One Piece, then probably Trade Blows, depending on when you ask me. Nice. So I was already very I was intimately familiar with the wrongs that um that four kids have done to some projects. And so learning about One Piece was a lot like okay, this is a lot like my favorite thing where they took something that was really rad and ruined it. I, while I was aware of it, it was the news that Funimation would be taking over for the English dub. Mm-hmm. And like it was on the Toonami airings, it was quite literally like the uh, four kids dub ended like at the end of Alabasta and Funimation picked up like directly after at Jaya and... I I was I watched a little bit of those episodes right when the 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 handover happened and I was just like wow this is amazing I hope that this could eventually happen for my other favorite thing that ended up not happening and Yu-Gi-Oh dubs are still bad but uh, <laughs> at least you got the uh, the the movie I mean that last yeah, yeah. That last well, movie we got, we got the movie it yeah, showed what that amazing. cast could do with that yeah, that yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh movie it's like man that'd be awesome yeah, I wish the whole I wish the whole series and, and all of you. All of the spinoffs and stuff were of that quality. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was definitely the swap over from four kids to Funimation and just sort of the fervor that was happening on forums and social media or, you know, quote unquote social media at the time in 2007 that had me like, oh, okay, this is really interesting. That switchover happened in Jaya and then Funimation went back to the beginning and started releasing the DVDs. So I got the DVDs. Uh, I rented them off of Netflix back when they used to ship you DVDs. And I think I watched I watched up to um, Sanji's introduction off of renting the DVDs. And then I, I fell off. And then around 2011, 2012, my brother and I were in a bookstore. And then we, we both just like, we were browsing the manga section. And then we looked at One Piece and we were like, wouldn't it be really funny if we got into One Piece? So <laughs> we started reading the manga as a joke. As like, this is something that we're never going to catch up with. You know, we're both... We were both ride or die Naruto and Bleach fans at the time, mm-hmm. so you know there was the there's the other one third of the big three that we just had you know fairly little f- familiarity with. So you know we we start reading the manga as a joke, and then it's like, oh wait, this is actually fire. So over over the course of the next like year and a half, two years or so, yeah, I really just started like I was I was jumping back and forth between the anime and the manga. Um, I think I went full manga around Inia's lobby mm-hmm. and I got caught up right at the end of Fishman Island and then I was weekly up until about a like a third of the way through Dressrosa which uh was horrible to read week to week um <laughs> and then I, I I sort of swore off the series like I would just I would just read it whenever an arc was done so Dressrosa finished I read it I finished it and then I dropped it until Whole Cake Island finished and, and then read through all of that and then once I started becoming more active on Twitter and talking about my job in the manga industry, um, and I, I think, I don't remember how it happened, but like I guess I got noticed by some of the folks who run the One Piece podcast, and they wanted to have me on as a guest to talk about the most recent chapter, which was, I want to say, spring 2020. Mm-hmm. We were talking mid, mid-Wano, mid like 970s, 980s. Um, so I, basi- I, I, I basically love that you're throwing out these yeah. arcs, and I'm like, I've heard of them. I know <laughs> nothing them? about them. <laughs> this is more for the readers than anything, uh-huh. or the listeners, I suppose. But yeah, I I gone through like 80 chapters of Wano, which is the current story arc, for my first appearance on the One Piece podcast. 
uh, showed up again. I don't. I think that was this year. It might have been. It might have also been 2020. Uh, either way, I showed up on that podcast twice to talk about the most recent chapters. But what I'm trying to say is that I've been caught up on the manga for about a year and a half now. Nice. And I'm, I I read the chapters basically as soon as they come out. I mean, it'll be a while until I uh, get to the brand new stuff that I've never encountered before uh, for this podcast. Yeah. But I realized as I was reading through this. Man, I'm hazy on a lot of details. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too, me too. It's been a while, uh, yeah. and I know the broad strokes, but, man, getting into the specifics, it's like, I've, I've forgotten. I've never read the manga from the beginning. Oh, okay. Like, I've encountered the manga through the Shonen Jump magazine, where they they mm-hmm. kind of did the whole monthly Shonen Jump for America for a while, but I didn't get in, I didn't read that until they were in Sanji, so I mm-hmm. completely missed how, the, uh, how it began, and... I guess let's go ahead and get this started because with chapter one, Romance Dawn, because what a way to start a story because it's very different th- from the anime. And oh, yeah. it begins with, you know, a one page narration about the great pirate Gold Roger. Uh, and at his right before his beheading, he declares that all of his treasure is found somewhere in the world. You have to go explore the entire world. The one piece is not mentioned at all within the first chapter. It's just, it's, yeah. I, I can only imagine for like people reading this for the first time when it premiered in 97, holy crap, yeah. 97. Uh, we're like, what the hell's a one piece? <laughs> it's, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't what understand. does it have to do with the, yeah, it has nothing to do with the story of the first chapter at all. Nope. And then we get, you know, we got that declaration, his head gets lopped off. You don't see it, but you hear the thunk uh, for yep. it. And then the next scene we got this kid Luffy who stabs himself in the face. That is yeah. our introduction to Luffy is he just stabs himself yes. right in the like right in the cheek. <laughs> yeah, as as a fun fact that that bit is actually cut from the anime. Uh, mm-hmm. of course I, I'm not going to probably talk a whole ton about anime comparisons in general, just because I'm I'm a bit fuzzy on a lot of the details, but some of the stuff I've watched fairly recently. So like not, not only like this first chapter is moved to like episode four, but they also, I, I think probably because they didn't want kids just like trying to recreate Luffy stabbing himself in the face, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it wasn't until like TV specials and stuff that would reanimate these early chapters. Like, like we, we, if you're watching the anime, you don't know how Luffy got his scar, <laughs> the scar on his cheek. Whereas, <laughs> it's it's right here at the beginning where he uh-huh. just he 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 stabs himself to prove to Shanks that he's cool. Which, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm cool. I'm fun. I here. I'm tough. I'll stab myself, <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. Look, look how. Like how cool I am. And I think that is most of this first chapter is Luffy just trying to convince these pirates that he's a cool guy. It's like, let me join your club. No, let me join your club. No, (laughs) I'll stab myself. No, (laughs) it just doesn't, wasn't, doesn't work. And I, I really just shows off Oda's style immediately because man, Luffy's mouth is huge. Yeah, It's huge. It's expressive. I I can't get enough of the, the art style in, in these early chapters. Like it's, uh, you know the the art has definitely changed as as the series has gone on, but you know I I think with a lot of manga, you can sort of see artists get a lot more comfortable as the story you know goes on and on and on. But I like for for One Piece, I, there's, there's such a confidence even even basically from the word go of mm-hmm. just like the the art and the paneling and the storytelling. It's just like this is the kind of story that Oda wants to tell, and I'm just like it's so infectious and enrapturing it's it's his epic and we're along for the ride and yeah I, it, the, the the crowd shots crowd shots are his forte just so many characters all doing different things and 
just having this party atmosphere, like right from the chapter splash page, we got all these characters around. Most of them are just incidental characters that don't matter a whole lot. I mean, they're just Shanks's crew. But then there's yeah. Nami, who is not even shown up in this first five chapters. I would not have any idea who this girl is if I hadn't oh, already God, been experienced it. But <laughs> Nami is right there. I hadn't thought about that. So that's 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 wild. But yeah, that yeah. we we get that introduction, and then we get our proper introduction to Shanks and his crew, red-haired Shanks, and man, they paint pirates as super fun. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's probably something, you know, we'll get to going forward and something I'll probably want to touch on later in this episode. But like, I guess the the portrayal of like, like that pirates just live this life full of adventure. But there's also this other side where, you know, if you're sort of a normal person or just like a normal criminal, you're just like, ah, oh, pirates, like, pff, you guys are, you guys are losers. Yeah, we absolutely get that because it's just, you know, Shanks and his crew hanging out in this uh, this bar, drinking, uh, eating, having a good time. Making Shanks is making fun of Luffy as he just wants to come along, and there's this great there's this great humor that goes to it. This great characterization. You you see the fun of Shanks. You see the fun of his crew, and you can kind of see why Luffy really wants to come along with them. He's like, take me along. It's like, ah, fine, you can come along. But one of you, one of the crew members, has to stay behind and like, nope, well, tough luck. <laughs> just oh yeah, it's so good. That's a that's a great that's a great little scene. <laughs> I think overall this this chapter is a fantastic introduction to the series. It doesn't yeah. do a lot, like as far as like you know, no major storyline or anything like that happens. But as just getting you a feel for this world, what yeah. the ideal pirate in uh, Luffy's mind is. And the fact that the villagers, like, you know, you got this normal bar girl, Makino, just like, eh, how you doing, pirates? <laughs> you know, no big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, and you have the, the, the bear of the village who just hates pirates and, you know, it's just like, oh, Luffy's going to bring shame to us all. <laughs> it's, just, it's very funny considering the, you know, what, what ends up happening over the course of the story. But. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we just have this interaction between Luffy and Shanks and asking to be part of it. But, it, you know, how can you be a pirate? You can't even swim. Yeah, like, hmm. yeah. Uh, oh, and that's such, that's such a huge. Uh, they they make such a huge deal of it in these in these early chapters because of course of course what happens is you know he uh, he eats the gum gum fruit on accident and you know that's supposed to be like well your dream of becoming a seafaring pirate is over because you know you can't swim anymore and it's like well I'll just become a pirate who never has to you know who never falls off the boat um, and that's just, it's such a Luffy mindset of like your circumstances are just don't matter like you're you're gonna find a way to make it work <laughs> exactly it's like i this is what i want to happen i'm going to make it happen i also speaking speaking of the gum gum fruit i love that just a panel where it's all of a sudden luffy's just eating this food and you don't think anything of it it's just like oh he's eating some fruit whatever oh yeah it's just so casually yeah it, it's just a, a not a big deal and that's when we have haguma the bear show up yeah uh, a good old mountain bandit which um yeah, he's a character. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite again. There's so there's so much about this chapter that changes when you have, uh, I guess the pers- the perspective of the full series in mind. Just mm-hmm. just this, his little like him walking up to Shanks and being like, "My head's worth eight million berries. I'm a wanted man." Mm-hmm. And he he thinks he's so cool with his little little bounty of eight million, which ends up being just minuscule in in the grand scheme of things. And I I, I can't help but think. Oda was even at this point intensely aware like uh, uh, how 
how little this guy matters. Yeah, there are hints to just how good Shanks is because you don't really think about it these first chapters. And, I, you know, obviously, I don't want to spoil anything for later down the line in case people are reading through this with us. And I, I don't even yeah, know some yeah. of the more recent stuff. But needless to say, Shanks is a bit more important than you'd ever think with this first chapter. It just it just seems like a pirate to aspire to, a normal pirate. Like, oh, that's cool. And he seems pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, and as we'll see later in this chapter, yeah, there's something special to him that he can do what he does yeah and yeah <laughs> that's insane there's a detail that <laughs> cropped up um in the manga like 10 chapters ago from this recording that I, I can't talk about at all but it's just another one of those another one of those things that's like a, a seemingly throwaway line that's like wait hold on what <laughs> oda is so good at that it's why starting at the beginning it was kind of important to me rather than start where i left off because yeah these details matter. Like, it, yeah. it, you don't think so. And it, it takes a long time for this stuff to build up. It's like, because a lot of, for the first good couple arcs, it doesn't seem like any of these things. It's like, oh, they're just details. They don't really come back. And then they, all of a sudden, they start coming upon themselves and mattering a lot more. And that's yeah. the fun part. So for for anybody who's reading along with us this for, for the first time through One Piece, pay attention. Take your time. Definitely yeah. Yeah. absorb oh. all of this. Take time with it. That is probably the, the biggest advice I can I can give to anybody. It sounds like such a daunting task to read over a thousand chapters, but like that's the fun part. You know, the, the, being being caught up is the worst part, you know, in, <laughs> it, it, and I think I think that's why it's so important that we go like like this five chapters a week pace, which is really, really relaxed. You know, I've, I've had friends who've uh, a, a lot of friends, actually, who have um, gotten into the series over the pandemic because they just they just have time. Um, and so they can just take their time with it. You know, I definitely think One Piece is a is a manga that is so the world is so detailed and there's so many different moving parts that it's really it's really important to just let it all soak in, you know, and yeah. it's just it's it's such an immersive story in that way. Oh, that's it's funny you say soak in because that's exactly what that grog does to uh, Shanks's <laughs> body. <laughs> yep, you got because Haguma thinks he thinks himself uh, big dog here. Uh, decides to smash the the last bottle of grog left in the bar because how dare Shanks offer that to him and how would that feed all of his or have all of his men get drunk with this and Shanks just sort of brushes it off and tries to clean up the mess and just talks to Makino doesn't even really think about Aguma at that point he's just like well I'll bust up even more stuff and make it even dirtier and yeah. then just leaves and that yeah. that really rubs Luffy the wrong way because the entire crew is just laughing at it which is a good yeah. sign that the crew gets Shanks like you don't yeah, think yeah. about it but they <laughs> get Shanks they're all on the same page which is a nice bit yeah. of camaraderie there yeah I, I mean imagine like uh, uh, for Luffy's like what like a seven-year-old boy at this point and like imagine like it, this guy is your hero and he just took a massive L in front of everybody and he's laughing it off and it's just like what like I thought you were supposed to be cool uh and you know I, I feel like that's sort of a universal feeling almost of like you know you make up these idolized versions of folks you know especially when you're a kid of like this is this is the coolest person on the planet to me when they're just like a no they're just like a normal person you know they they get in trouble and they laugh stuff off and Shanks knows what's important and yeah and it's funny to see even just in these five chapters, how Luffy's worldview has changed since this. Cause yeah. he's, he's so quick to anger in this. He's mm -hmm. like, you make him yeah. look weak and it's just like awful. And he just, uh, you know, he, but every other chapter in this, he is so laid back. 
yeah. It is like he fights the points that matter to him. So it really, again, emphasizes how important this first chapter is and how Shanks shaped his worldview. But I do love the fact that it's just it's so subtle how the devil fruit is introduced because you see him eating it a few panels while the whole Haguma thing is going on. And then he gets mad at Shanks for being made to look weak and being a disgrace to all pirates. And he goes to go find a real role model. And then his arm stretches out because as uh, Shanks is holding on to him. And it's just like, yep, man, I wish I could be there for the first time again. Like seeing like this is what the whole thing is like. Oh, he's a rubber man now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's such a core con- like a, a core concept of One Piece's identity that is just I, I guess it is just dropped so casually in this first chapter. And, and you know, there, there's no sort of like the world end of the lore uh, about the devil fruits gets so it gets complicated, uh, mm-hmm. surprisingly. But I love I love how simple like it's it's just one of those things that's like, hey, wait, this is like this is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> when you when you think about it, but yeah, I, I feel like most other manga would have a long introduction like this is the devil fruit, the the, the fruit of the devil's a secret treasure of the sea that manif- that changes a person's body, making them unbelievably strong, but makes them unable to swim for the rest of their life. Yeah. Is the trade off worth it? Each pirate must decide for themselves. That sort of thing, that overwrought <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead, it's just like, by the way, it's instead it's like here's Gold Roger. There's a big treasure out there that every pirate wants that sets off a new age of piracy. And, oh, yeah, there's these things called devil fruit. Devil fruit. Whatever. <laughs> it's yeah, dropped yeah. later on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just... I, and the, I think that's that's something that Oda's really good at in general, I think, is just that, like, you really... You know as much as you need to know in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that that most certainly applies to things like the devil fruits and all those sorts of other little hints and uh, nods that come up, that come up way later. Um, but I really I really appreciate the sort of whimsicalness of just like you ate this thing and now you can stretch and it's weird. We're just gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then Luffy gets over it pretty quick. He's just like, hey, yeah, I can yeah. stretch out my face. <laughs> That's cool. He's just stretching out his face. It's it's adorable. <laughs> I, I believe he could already do that the way his mouth was in that first, <laughs> that, that first <laughs> yeah, panel, like though. Yeah, stretch, like, mm. but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I just won't different. stick that way. I, I don't know why, but there's this little exchange between Makino and Luffy that I love, where Luffy's still kind of pouting, because Shanks, Shanks at this point has left and gone on another voyage and has been away for a little while. And he says, you just wouldn't understand, Makino. A real man has to stand up for himself no matter what. And she just sort of laughs at all. It's like, is that right? I guess I don't understand. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I mean, you don't. You're... It just <laughs> it emphasizes how much such of a, a kid pouty. he is. Yeah. yeah, such a pouty seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gives him that sense of realism. Yeah. And then Higuma shows up again. <laughs> yeah. I, I. It's interesting they don't show why Luffy gets into his fight. Because like, on the outset, you know, Higuma's kind of right. He didn't do anything to Luffy. He just doing his own thing but uh luffy is dead set on fighting and it does not go well for him he doesn't get a single yep, hit not. in he gets the crap yep. beat out of him i i love the kind of dark sense of this like how badly he'd be be, be beat up otherwise if it wasn't for the devil fruit so because they say our punches and kicks aren't hurting you at all oh right yeah which is that that comes into play very quickly that's it's just like a subtle way to to say that he's sort of invulnerable to like physical blunt attacks mm-hmm and it's kind of brutal. He grabs his face and just swings him around. You can see his cheek stretching. And oh, yeah. Blunged away. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> like, this is if he wasn't a rubber man, a rubber kid, he'd be this would be a really devastating beatdown. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, the uh, mayor tries to negotiate and uh, try to get Luffy saved. And Luffy is still throwing insults despite getting all that. He's like thinking of selling Luffy as a freak show first. But then he decides like, nah, I'm going to kill him because he just keeps insulting me. Yep. And then Shanks shows up. Yeah, of course. And this sells Shanks is a badass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love the sequence so much where like. Shanks's crew shows up, and then like one of the one of the bandits, you know, he's got a gun pointed at Shanks's head, and then Shanks is like, "Oh, if you're, you know, you're pointing a gun, you're ready to die." And then you know, it's not safe to point guns, and so one of Shanks's crew members just shoots the other, the bandit, you know, point blank. And it's like it, it's that hard contrast between these like goofy, fun-loving pirates, and then you know, when when the chips are down, you know, they're they're ready to fight. Exactly, and I I don't know I. I can't remember if they later said this pirate's name and don't tell me if they do the the fat one that is always eating meat he's the yeah. one that shoots this pirate in the head which is brutal he just shot a guy right in the head which yeah. you know is crazy but like we never get a name for this guy yeah he shows up a lot actually i don't know if i know i don't know his name he feels like a main character of shanks shanks's crew but i have no idea what his name is but he's yeah. awesome i love this guy yeah it's, it's great <laughs> And I love this, like the band is saying, that wasn't fair. It's like, stop whining. You're not dealing with saints. and We're pirates and we don't play by the rules. I'm like, oh, I love so that good. dichotomy between the fun loving side. And then we get like, yeah, we're pirates. <laughs> this is the thing that this, this, this happens. <laughs> yep. And then we get more of Shanks's uh, thought process of like, I don't care what you do to me, but you hurt my friend and you're done. And I think, I think. And the way Luffy reacts to that, and you know, it's my friend. Like that is, I feel like that is such a mo- moment for him. Mm-hmm. It is it, it is so? I think that this chapter is the best at like really showing what Shanks or what Luffy sees in Shanks, and mm-hmm. like the the actions that Shanks takes that define Luffy's character. Yeah, it, it really goes to show because you know th- there's a big reason that the One Piece audience knows the word Nakama. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is probably one of the most important words. And I don't, you know, us reading the translated version, uh, that's not really going to come up, but I I do distinctly remember when watching the old Kaizaku fan dubs or fan subs that they translated Nakama and basically made a point that like, it's not just friend. It's like the greatest friend, the closest friend. And it's just, uh, that's how close everybody is to one another and that's it's why it matters so much when he the, to use the word nakama yeah i think words like like friend and crew and that that is mostly what shows up in uh in translated versions i mm. think i think those get close enough but like i guess there there is sort of like this association especially within the world of one piece like when you're like you're my friend like i will die for you, you <laughs> yeah know, that, exactly that is, that, that is sort of the way in which the story frames friendships and relationships and it's something it's something that i vibe with a whole lot <laughs> exactly but yeah we have the first mate just beat everybody down with his gun like literally just beat him up with the gun rather than actually shoot it <laughs> and uh, yeah Haguma uses a smoke bomb, has those ninja techniques, and takes off. I love, yep. I love the goofiness of Shanks being like, "Oh crap! How did I let that happen?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we find out Haguma decided, like, "Ah, I'm so clever. I will escape to the sea. Nobody expects a mountain bandit at the sea." And then he yep. decides to kick off Luffy into the water. <laughs> yeah, that's very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> 
Oh no! Oh no! No, that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Just like he—he's just—he's just being an evil guy. You yeah. Know? He's just a, a very, a very simple to start the story off. A very simple villain to start the story and off. It's like, oh, I've killed fifty-six people. What's one more? This is just what's one more. Me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I do like how it leads into this flashback of of showing why Luffy attacked him in the first place. You know that even. Even though he was disappointed by Shanks's actions or inaction, I suppose you know he's still he's still ready to stand up for him. You know he's, you know he, he defends them back at the bar. Stop talking bad about Shanks and stuff. Exactly, it shows yeah. that the insults he was throwing at Shanks himself, he didn't mean them because he was calling Shanks yeah. a coward himself. But somebody yeah. else calls him a coward, and he's like, no, 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 he's not a coward. I might call him a coward, but I know he's not a coward. And how dare you say yeah. that? Yeah. It's again surprisingly subtle character development for Luffy mm-hmm. and showing what he's yeah. kind of all about. And then Haguma gets eaten by a <laughs> sea monster. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just just completely, uh, completely out of nowhere. But... Yep, he's just gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I gotta admit, I had completely forgotten this next bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I completely forgot that Shanks lost his arm. Yeah, he he comes to Luffy's rescue in the middle of the ocean, and just it's such a it's such a powerful moment for me. Mm-hmm. Of just like this is sort of the sacrifice that he's willing to make for for Luffy. Oh, and of course, you know, it's a small price to pay. It's just an arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he's like, you stood up for me. Stop crying. He he is completely no selling this. Yeah, the fact that he lost yeah. an arm, and it's just yeah. still, he's still just bleeding out into the ocean. Don't know how he's swimming. He must be a strong kicker because he is holding <laughs> Luffy and still yep. swimming with just one hand. Well, not even that. He's just holding on to Luffy, comforting him. Yeah, seriously. But man, I love that look—the get out of here and just how yeah. he just doesn't even have to fight him. Just scares him off. It's just yeah, he just he's just got that look. Yep, it is it's great. Such a good moment, and then we kind of get a wrap up of Luffy. This whole experience teaching him this, like you know what. I understand. I am not ready. I'll be ready. And then I'm going to actually become an even better pirate than you. And, you know, Shanks is still making fun of him and all that. But yeah, you see the respect because he gives him the straw hat, the iconic straw hat. (laughs) What a, what a, that, that panel where he's just, you know, he's giving the straw hat to him is such a, such an iconic one piece moment that shows up in, you know, it's been reanimated and shows up in like games and specials. You know, all all of the there's so many different takes on this one moment, and I just mm-hmm. I just love the the background fading away, just for how how important and formative of a moment that this is. It's it's great stuff. It's the moment. That's I think that's what this panel emphasizes the fact because it's just Luffy Shanks in a white space, and yeah. it is man I, I, like being able to take the time to just absorb the manga like this really does show just how well Oda does with making each panel feel like they matter. Like yeah. it really does t- like sets either sets the mood or shows the characters or whatever, what have you. And yeah. uh, it's great stuff. And yeah, Shanks leaves for good from this. He, he was hung around too long, probably because he really liked Luffy. Uh, you can yeah. sort of get the idea from and 10 years pass, and Luffy's grown up and ready to set out on his own on a little dinghy. And yep. it goes to show, like, yep, this is the Shonen, all right. He's ready to just be, immediately beat the crap out of that uh, that sea monster with his gum gum pistol. <laughs> I uh, this the, that that first that spread when uh-huh. he 
punches the sea monster is one one of my favorite panels in the entire series. There there are a lot of great spreads in One Piece, but just like the way that Oda really uses perspective to like sell Luffy's stretchy abilities, it's just and just the amount of the amount of force behind that one mm-hmm. one spread. I just I love it. It looks painful. <laughs> yeah, I I love it. Yeah. And it's a good sign of his power level because this is a bandit who had an 8 million berry bounty on his head, which you would have to assume is a lot at the time because you don't have anything to really compare it with. And it's like Luffy took it out no problem with just one punch. It's great. And I I think we get some very key things here that definitely people, I think, still refer to to this day, as far as I know, where he's like, all right, first things first, I got to get a crew. I think about 10 men should do, and I'll need a pirate flag. And then, yep. you know, Clay's going to be king of the pirates, which, uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's important. Like, every line of dialogue matters. <laughs> yeah, uh, truly, truly, <laughs> truly. Again, even even now, there are there are things that that have happened very recently uh, that call back to this first chapter that I, that I can't quite go into but it's just like how how much was he planning things out i'm sure there are more knowledgeable fans who can probably talk deeper about like um like retcons and stuff and maybe little inconsistencies here but just just the ways just even uh, there's so many little things about this that it's just it just feels so perfect and feels like it feels like the the tone and the world feel consistent with what this first chapter sets up and i think that is really important when a lot of a lot of long-running manga and a lot of shonen jump manga can change dramatically over the course of the story for you know for better and for worse Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that one piece hasn't changed but i think the the core ideals are so strong that the foundation laid in this first chapter like is still it still rings through right even a thousand and thirty chapters later i i think that's the key thing for as we go through this is that we'll probably change with the manga we'll appreciate what it's doing at the time maybe we'll maybe well maybe we will maybe we won't i will find out because i don't know yeah. how exactly it's all going to go i i've made a point to make sure to stay completely spoiler free for whatever <laughs> happens after I stopped. I, cause I knew I was going to get back to it one day. I wanted to, because yeah. I needed to see the story come to an end because you, you talk about it so much, but uh, let's go ahead and go move on to chapter two. They call him straw hat Luffy, which oh, um, boy, this is such a on point character beat for Luffy. It's like, ah, wonderful day. Nice, you know, nice weather. Shame is it going to end in disaster, and he's just going down a whirlpool, and he's just completely <laughs> he's just going fine. To he's going to die. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Like that is Luffy's character. It's like, yeah, it's like, huh? Could really use a help, but there's nobody around. Well, down I go. Too bad I can't swim. Oh, what was I thinking? It's a giant whirlpool. Yep. Doesn't matter if I can swim or not. <laughs> That's it. That's the last you see of him, and we just switch to the, our our next set of pirates that are very different from Shanks, the Alveda yep. crew. I definitely think because we, we we get a uh, with the with Alvita and her crew we get sort of a better sense of what pirates are usually like in this world. <laughs> yeah, you know that are, that are more like actual pirates. And I think it's it's important that Oda set this up as early on as he did that you know like sort of sort of the the fun loving adventurous type of pirates are certainly out there and they're you know that, that's the ideal that Luffy's trying to live up to. But you know mm-hmm. there's. A lot of a lot of pirates that are just actual pirates, you know, that they're they're kind of horrible people uh, and, and ruthless. Might makes right type of uh, 
pirates. Yeah, and uh, Alvita is like, how dare this ship not be clean? I'm going to beat you all senseless with my spiked club, which does look yep. brutal. Like, there's yeah, blood flying everywhere when, the, when she beats on him. I'm quite curious. Well, first of all, we also get Kobe, but how do you feel? Because, again, this was made back in 97. This is basically 24 years ago at this point. Yeah. We got the... Oh, those are nice eyes. Oh, that's you know, kind of in shadow, but there's there seems like a nice looking woman here that's doing all these nasty things. And then the reveal, she's fat. Yeah, <laughs> actually, man, flipping flipping back and forth between that first close up of her and and the uh, the zoomed out spread, they they are different characters entirely. Oh yeah, they definitely. I they hadn't noticed that shifting <laughs> things. Like they, they, it's just completely. He wants to have that as a big reveal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I like Alvida as a character a lot. Just mm. maybe, maybe more so for later on, uh, uh, more, more so than the purpose that she serves here. How do I want to frame this? Like mm-hmm. Oda's Oda's character designs can be like super weird and super cartoony. I appreciate that. I think he he tends to get weirder with the men than he does with the women. And so, well, well, yeah, Alvita's huge and you know fat, but she's also like she's intimidating and she's still powerful. That is true, um, and I, I think yeah. it actually is a big point because we, we do get some wild designs later on, and she's kind of the first step towards that. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this, this just this big bulky person who's kind yeah. of powerful. Uh, so upon first seeing, it, it's like, mm, all right, it feels like a fat joke, but okay. But we'll see. Yeah, how it's, it's it's not as mean-spirited as i think it could be that's <laughs> true is, that is very I mean, that's true. maybe maybe kind of a backhanded compliment yeah <laughs> uh, I, I don't necessarily think it's like well, for, for the most part like I, I don't think that's generally speaking that's not the problem with this character yeah yeah <laughs> it's not like oh you're fat so you're evil or anything like that. right and know? we did have a fat character in the last one who literally all we see him eating meat every chapter every panel oh, yeah, but yeah, that's also yeah. luffy <laughs> he just Eats, eat as much as he can as uh, as well. But yeah, we just basically see her beating on her crew, beating on this cabin boy, Kobe, and he just sort of smiles and takes it. I, I guess I'm sk- skipping a uh, no, I guess I don't want to skip too far ahead here. Um, but, you know, they basically, Kobe finds this barrel, Luffy pops out of the barrel and, you know, sort of gets the, he sort of scares off Alvita's crew and, you know, gets them in trouble a little bit. But once Kobe and Luffy have like their first one-on-one conversation, I love what Oda does here by like basically contrasting how much of a scaredy cat that Kobe is, you know, and he, he's basically, he's, he's accepted his lot in life for the past two years. Cause he's, he's too much of a chicken to do anything about it. And then just right <laughs> off the bat, Luffy's like, you're clumsy and dumb. <laughs> like it's just, it's just a worldview that Luffy just does not understand. He just does not get, this is just like, why, why are you still here? You know? Yeah. And it's like, He's telling about how Kobe got it mixed up with Alvita because he wanted to go fishing and boarded a pirate ship by mistake. And that's how he got conscripted into Alvita's crew and only yep. survived because they're like he's a cabin boy and knows the seas pretty well. And yeah. I love it. Clumsy and dumb. He's like, oh, and you're gutless, too. You're really you really are worthless. <laughs> it's yeah, just, it's like, man, that's kind of mean. But it's also just like, you know, I'll admit the first time watching One Piece did not like Kobe. <laughs> oh was, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I, I he doesn't stick around does. for a long time. Um, but he, I think he at least serves as a good contrast, and I think is maybe the first major example of like the the sort of worldview that Luffy has changes people. Yes, 
I, I agree with that. He is a nice, isolated first example of that idea. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, he's a he's a pirate, but he can still inspire, like, he inspires this boy to, like, take up his dream to be, be to join the Navy uh, as yeah. we get throughout this chapter. Because, you know, I think the first chapter is one we really got to focus on, like, I felt like we had to go in order and really step it up. But I think we can sort of be a little looser with the chapters from this point. Yeah. But I, one other thing I noticed right away I gotta say, I prefer Luffy's introduction in the anime coming from the barrel than this, and then what yeah. we see here. I was actually gonna mention the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that he come like it's you don't really get the setup. Obviously, you you've you've been you kind of have an idea of what's gonna be in the barrel. It's, it's at sea. You see them in the middle of pirating, and he actually knocks out some guys while coming out of the barrel. It just shows the accidental thing. It just. This it's just it's a surprise and yeah yeah it just yeah. lacks the impact and instead you have Alvita like attacking them because how dare they say they were having a nap type thing yeah I had actually I, it's been a while since I've read the manga version of this story um, of of this particular chapter of course I've I rewatched the first couple of episodes of the anime pretty much constantly constantly but the last time was about a month ago so <laughs> it was surprising to me the anime sort of changes things to be a little bit more in media res mm. where there there are actively things happening with Alvida and her crew whereas the in the in the manga version they're kind of sort of in the background like they're not they're like they're sort of here and they're not doing they're anything they're just kind of doing their own thing <laughs> yeah there's not they're not really nothing's really happening right now Alvita's so just a, sort of beating her own crew and she happens to have a cabin boy who doesn't really deserve this and that's yeah that's yeah. really it is really inconsequential overall as far as Alvita's role in this it's just like hey there are bad pirates here they do bad things and there's here's a new character named Kobe and we get the first name drop of Roanoa's, and I'm sorry, I'm going to be calling him Zoro. I know. Oh, yeah, he, I'm going to use Zoro. <laughs> it's Zolo in the manga. They they had to change it because of the whole Zoro Zoro thing to our one. They did it for the the manga, and then they had to just keep it that way for consistency because that's how it was in the the fun the uh, four kids the dub. Four kids dub. But Funimation yeah, yeah. actually uses Zoro. So it's a hard thing to make a global change over what what was even even at the time was hundreds of chapters. So it's one of those things that's just stuck. I, I understand that folks don't like it, but like, I mean, the it's harmless. Yeah. But of course I like it, it's, you get, you get used to it, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, of course. I, yeah. I, I use Zoro personally, you know, you know, I hope, I hope I don't get fired for that. No, no, no. I, mean, <laughs> I, I definitely, well, I, well, I guess not from Viz. I don't think you actually, you don't work on one piece. It's Dragon Ball. Oh no, absolutely Kaiju. not. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I work on, I work on like 20 or 30 different manga, but as far as jump is concerned, yeah, I work on Dragon Ball, which, okay. which has its own, own issues with that sort of thing that I'm not going to get into, but <laughs> yeah. You, you, how dare you call him Krillin and not Karurin or however yeah. you do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I appreciate Krillin because I have trouble with my R's, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's tricky. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing here. We it's this is mainly a character piece for Kobe and sort of showing his worldview about how he's just too scared to really do much of anything, and how v yep. Alvita just thinks one uh, Luffy could be a bounty hunter, and the only one brave enough to do that in this area would be Zoro, and mm-hmm. it's with with Kobe that we finally get the name drop of One Piece. Yes, yes. And then it's sort of I I love this sort of back and forth that happens across these uh, the next few pages where first off, you know, Luffy says he's going to be king of the pirates. He's going to get one piece. And Kobe's like he, he, he flips out and is just like, this is impossible. How could you ever do this? Like, what are you doing? And then, of course, even later, he's just like, 
I want to join the Navy and fight the bad guys. And he's like, well, I can't do it. You know, this is impossible for me. So he's just, he's very consistently just anti-big goals. Yeah. <laughs> just too too scared to do anything, too scared to want nice things for other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he, the only thing that snaps out of snaps him out of it is that, well, one, Luffy hits him <laughs> because yep. he was hysterical. And he says, I've set myself to become the king of the pirates. And if I die trying, then at least I tried. And that's yeah. the thing that snaps Kobe out of it. And it, mm-hmm. you know, you, you obviously no spoilers and I'm not far enough for it, but that's Luffy to a T. It's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So if I die, well, that's just how yeah. it is. This is what I'm setting out to do. Yeah, I, I've been taking uh, screenshots as I've been reading. And that's that's one of the panels I took a screenshot of because it's just like that's. That's it. That that's the that's that's the story of the manga in a nutshell. If mm-hmm. I if I die trying, then I you know you, you have to try for it. You have to reach for your goals. Exactly. And it's just such a such a powerful theme. <laughs> I love uh, you know we get this little determination from Kobe's like yes I'm going to go capture Alvida and she's finally she shows up and it's like what <laughs> what's going to happen here and it's like he's trying to take it back a little bit and all Luffy says is again this old old translation tough looking old biddy. Yeah, I cannot imagine Luffy saying that at all. <laughs> I, I wish I'd written this down. I, I've something I should have established before was that I've I've actually been I don't know if I'm going to keep up with this, but I've been reading the manga uh, bilingually. So I've had the oh wow uh, I've been reading primarily in Japanese and had the English translation sort of on the side whenever I got stuck. I don't remember what what Luffy said for that line. I think it was something. It was like close ish to that. Okay. Yeah, I can't imagine calling him, him calling somebody a, a bitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's it's not not something I super want to get into, but you know, the, I guess the, the 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 landscape for how manga localization is like how how it works has changed over twenty years, even even ten years, really. Um, so I feel I feel like you do get some oddities like this every now and again. You you can definitely sense how they're adding trying to add in some piratisms as it goes along. Yeah, yeah, and it just I, I think a lot of folks working today not not to toot my horn and the horn of my colleagues like i feel like we're kind of we've raised the bar a little bit i don't i don't want to i don't want to badmouth the 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 translation because i think it is on on the whole very good right but you know there's also just like kind of little things like that that like sort of like they make you go huh Mm -hmm. and there really is not much more to say because kobe actually stands up for himself insults her which basically is like you know it's compels luffy's like okay he stood up for himself I'm going to take this, takes the hit, the hit and wipes out Alvida in one hit. Again, yeah. At this point, uh, Luffy's just one punch man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, not, uh, there haven't been too many encounters that are much of a threat yet, which I think, I think is something that's going to be maintained for a while. But yeah. That, I think yeah. that is a kind of a criticism for early One Piece is that nothing's really a challenge for one, for Luffy for a, lo- a while <laughs> it takes yeah. it takes a good while for him to yeah. really feel challenged I, I i do think it sort of serves the purpose that it needs to serve for the story right now because the the action's not really the focus no, no. As, as much as sort of establishing like who the characters and their ideals are and you know like just sort of building out the world so i i think mm-hmm. i sort of you know it, it really is just like just like that one punch is the fight. <laughs> I think the anime expands on this one uh, a little bit, but very slightly. I, I think it's like two yeah. punches or something like that. Yeah, it, it's been it, it's over pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it's a, it's a neat little story that yeah, know, it's just like the the ways the Luffy inspiring somebody to take responsibility for their own life is 
that is going to be a theme. That's, that's, <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's a cute little. It's a cute little version of it here. <laughs> and the last panel, actually, as they're standing wearing their new dinghy, it's amazing how much they set up with what's going on. One, we get our first mention of the Grand Line, which I had no yep. idea that got mentioned as far as early as Chapter Two. And yeah. two, he decides that he's going to go after this Zorro, who's apparently being held at the, a Navy base, and he wants to go try to. Yep. Get him to join his crew if he's a good guy. And three, something I only just noticed. Luffy hanging out on the bow. I think that's what you call it. The front of the ship. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I hadn't even thought about that. But, yeah, even even as early as here. Like, that. that's just, like, that's his spot. Yeah. Uh, no, matter, no matter what ship. Which is crazy because he doesn't want to fall off, obviously. It, it shows his fearlessness. Like, that is yeah. the least safe part of the ship. And that's where he's hanging out. Because he just likes yeah, to see the open ocean. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. It's amazing stuff, and yeah, I generally think it's not generally a pretty weak chapter, but it does establish a lot. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So that brings us to chapter three. Enter Zoro, pirate hunter. Yes. <laughs> Which you know we gotta we gotta raise the stakes here. We got Zoro, this intimidating guy, intimidating guy who uh, goes after pirates, and he's bloodthirsty, and he's a demon in human form. Yeah, they really hype him up. He's a he's a bad guy, but uh, eh, you know Luffy doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we arrive at this naval base town, and that's about it. I do like that they they set it up here pretty early on, where they're they're like having having lunch in a restaurant. You know, they mention Zoro, <laughs> and everybody freaks out. And it's like, well, okay. And then Kobe mentions, oh, I think Captain Morgan's at this base, and they freak out again. It's <laughs> just like, oh, okay, you know, that's weird. <laughs> yep. And Luffy's just like, well, that's a great restaurant. I want to go back there again. Everybody's so jumpy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a care in the world. It's, it, again, just shows that Kobe is standing up for himself, but he's still kind of a worrywart. And yeah. Luffy's just yeah. taking it. Also, I love that the restaurant's name is Food Foo. Food Foo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I like looking at, taking the time to look at this background stuff and, yeah. and uh, kind of the jokes they pull. And yeah, I mean, they have the restaurant. They have that sort of like, huh, people are scared of Zoro and Morgan, this Captain Morgan. Yep. And yeah. they just go right to the base and, hey, there's Zoro hanging out in the middle of the yard tied up to a post for some reason. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is this is our first introduction to Zoro with the black bandana, the Haramaki sa- yeah. sash. What an, what an intro. <laughs> I know, right? It screams badass despite the fact that it he's really tied does. up. Yeah. He's bleeding out. He looks rough as all get out, and it's extremely intimidating. He's he's definitely confident. He's like, come come here and untie me, and I've been here for nine days and can't take it anymore. Let me go. I'll capture a bounty and I'll pay you back. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, I read that and you know, knowing where the the, the whole storyline of why he's tied up there is like, it seems weird that he's giving up. Like, he wants to be untied at this point. He has to almost be reminded that, I guess, nothing's happened this entire time. It's like, he's kind of lost the motivation. That is interesting. Once once they get into, like, what he's been doing there in the first place, like... My my vague memory of the the anime's uh, dialogue makes me think that... Was that something that they had changed... Because uh, I, I remember, I remember it being more consistent in in the anime that he was right. that, that, he, that he wasn't just like okay, I I give up, you know. Yeah. And that he he was more like I got nine days left and I'm here. Like I don't uh, I, I don't quite know if that was a a, a translation thing or a, or an animated manga change or maybe vice versa I'm, I'm, rather. I'm not sure, but I do love the yeah, confidence yeah. that Kobe's like, don't untie him, he'll kill us. Like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, couldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't let him. 
which <laughs> yeah fair <that's> great. <laughs> it's just like it, it goes to show how confident luffy is in his abilities and then yeah. random little girl <laughs> yep oh and even and even worse you know or she's coming in trying to feed zoro and then and then you've got helmeppo in here who is oh god just, just the worst oh god just like dandy dude with the bad haircut just like yep it's it's a it's it's amazing just how easily hateable Helmeppo is. Yeah. As yeah. soon as you see him, it's like, oh, this gives you a sense of what Captain Morgan's like if he's, if this is his son. Oh my god! And <laughs> eats the little girl's rice balls, and turns out she used sugar instead of salt and stomps him into the ground. Yep. And then he ordered like, <laughs> I love the I love Kobe's comment. How evil. Yes, stomping yes. <laughs> rice balls. <laughs> uh, I, I do. I, I do have an appreciation for how how cartoonishly evil a lot of the, even just th- like throughout the story, even now, you know, there there are villains who are just like sort of gloriously awful. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but that but that makes you really want to root for the the heroes to come in and and just make everything right. And God, God One Piece is such it's so good at that. <laughs> it really is. It's also interesting in establishing because we have fun loving pirates first chapter. Bad pirates second chapter, and then we have find out like the navy who you would think, you know, are good people. They're the navy. They're fighting pirates and all that. And like, no, there's there's jerks in here as well. It's like it doesn't really matter where you're at. It's either good people or bad people. It doesn't matter what affiliation you're with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And that to to see that set up so early just makes me. I'm just kind of impressed at it. And that really is a concept that gets further explored as as the story goes on. Because it, it really is just like you're, you know, you have the pirates and the marines as your like sort of major factions and a bunch of sub factions on both sides and good and bad characters in those like factions and sub factions. And that yeah. I think I think there's a lot to be said about your identity not mattering as much as your actions. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, I, I feel I feel like I might be reading too much into it, but that that is something I really really like about One Piece. Maybe we can see how it kind of carries on. We're just sort of figuring out these little things that are being established <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. it, it's just fun to see like where kind of Oda's going with this because again, it's not action heavy right now. You see the roots of it. It's it's yeah, definitely yeah. this is not an action heavy set of chapters at all. It's more about just showing these characters and how Meppo's like throw the girl over the fence and. So the soldier being like, uh, I don't know if I should do that. But I'll tell daddy on you. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> there yep. she goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those poor Marines. Being you forced. find out about a bargain and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. We got Luffy proposing Zoro joining his crew. And Zoro's like, nope, I would not lower myself to the level of a pirate. I don't care about my bad reputation. All I got to do is survive for one month and he'll, he can pursue his dream. Yep. And uh, Luffy's like, I couldn't even last one week without food. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Very true. Very true. You just get the sense that uh, he's like, ah, he's a bad guy. He's a hard ass. And then, of course, we got the moment of uh, shows he has a heart of gold because he wants to eat the crushed up rice ball and have Luffy tell the girl that he ate it and it was delicious. When I think about the character of Zoro, I just think about all of all of the ridiculously cool and poignant moments that he has. Mm-hmm. And and while, like, this isn't in one of the action-heavy ones, it is such a good way to, like, establish the kind of person that he is. And that's that's something I really appreciate about just, like, 
him eating dirty rice balls off the, <laughs> yeah. off the ground. Exactly. It's it's that's mostly dirt at that point, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see the girl appreciate it, and that's when you learn that the reason he's uh, locked up like that is because he was protecting her from Helmeppo's dog, which he I love this. It's such a simple panel. It's just him cutting this weird li- little dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks more like a wolf. I, I, I feel like the anime does a little bit better job of showing why he would interrupt like that. Like, you, you get the basics in, if with the manga. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the anime show, showed that uh, terrorizing everybody and how the deal was set up. I don't know. I, I like the expansion the anime does. But this gets you the basics that you need. Yeah, it, it gets you the idea. of, of And I, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Just keeping it, keeping it brief. And then we end off the chapter by uh, Luffy hearing about this and Helmeppo showing up again and bragging, uh, having everybody bow before him before saying that he's planning on executing Zoro in three days, not keeping his end yep. of the deal, which oh, yeah. immediately sets off really Luffy. Sets him off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just, he just gets, man. I feel like that's also another classic One Piece trope of just like a, a, a villain saying one thing and it's like, ah, it was actually this. And, <laughs> it's like, and, you know, no. Somebody, somebody overhears it and is just like, oh, you know, okay, now it's on. You know, you were, you were never on the level to begin with. Keep up your promise and just punches out a Meppo in one go. And yeah, oh, decides, great. and chapter ends with like, yeah, I'm having, I'm, I'm asking Zoro to join my crew. Yeah, oh, it's so good. It's a nice setup. It really does. It's that like it's, you get Zoro, you get the basics, you get to find out that he's actually a good guy. The rumors aren't true, yeah. which you know, surprise, surprise, honestly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but we still haven't actually met Captain Morgan yet. That oh, is saved yeah. for the next chapter. Which, oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Chapter four, The Great Captain Morgan. And boy, is that a good title. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we just start off with everybody shocked that Luffy uh, punched it. And again, poignant line, scum is scum, no matter who its father is. And we find out Helmeppo has never been hit, even by his own father. He's like, I'm his beloved son. I'm telling daddy on you and you'll be begging for yep. mercy. And, yeah, and oh, like, you booger face. Baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And then, of course, like, well, Luffy's a dead man. Everybody get away from him. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's that's Which, really what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is so afraid for their lives in this little village just because Morgan is ready to ready to drop anybody who defies him which we are just about to see <laughs> yeah it's not so good and luffy again is like eh, whatever and goes back to the yeah. base and <laughs> goes back yep. to the fortress and th- this is our introduction to morgan it's just him looking out a window and just going i'm so great <laughs> <laughs> i love it he has a high opinion of himself <laughs> yes it's just just and it gets it gets so escalated in a way that I in a way that I love. That's just we got we got the captain classic like uh, Robin Hood thing where it's like tax the people. It's like they're they can't afford to pay him because we've taken all their money. I don't care. They still need to pay. Yep. So and then Helmeppo <laughs> comes in and wants to threaten him. And it's interesting here this interaction between Luffy and Zoro because he goes to recruit him and Zoro is still saying I'm not doing it. I don't want to become a pirate. You know, Luffy's pointing out that he doesn't have a great reputation. He's like, he's like, I don't care what people think. I, I live by my own code and I do whatever I want. And then we get Luffy's stubbornness. Yeah, I don't care what you said. I'm you're joining my crew. <laughs> yes, also also something that's very One Piece. I, I feel like every not not every character, but it's such a classic. Like I don't I don't care about your opinion. Like I've I have decided <laughs> that you you are going to go on this adventure with me, and you you no longer have a say in the matter. <laughs> Uh, and then Luffy finds out that Zoro, of course, uses a sword 
and uh, they were ta- they were taken by Helmeppo, and they're, they're his, his dearest treasure. And Luffy decides, oh, hey, if I get the swords back from the idiot's son, you'll have to join my crew. Yep. <laughs> just leaves to do that. <laughs> it's just like yep. blackmailing him into it. <laughs> yeah. Not too much to say about that, but it does just sort of establish Luffy's character traits in dealing with yeah, other Yeah, and I, I love that the, the back and forth he has with Zoro is something that is something that will be explored across the series. Mm-hmm. And then we get more of Helmeppo and Captain Morgan. And Helmeppo just, you know, Father, why aren't you hitting the hunting the brigand who hit me? <laughs> Do this. <laughs> I, I love this. That, that uh, It's something that doesn't have a long setup to to resolution, but just like the, oh, uh, you know, I'm so great that, you know, my, my daddy loves me so much that he's never once laid his finger on me. And he's just like, you're not even worth hitting. Yeah, you are that much of a screw up. You can wipe your own bottom. I don't care if you use my status, but if you defy me, that's when we have trouble and you're defying me right now. So like, you're not the great one. I am great. I am the great one. It's like, just repeat it. He is so, like, he's so up his own ass. (laughs) Absolutely. He really is. Love his design, though. We finally get his full reveal of his design with the... That elbow will... Oh, that's disturbing, isn't it? Oh, Oh, it looks looks painful. It looks like they just shoved in the stick and like it stretched out the skin of the other side. Oh, yeah. Oh, rough. It is... Whew. And then you get the, the metal jaw at the bottom. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But moving on, I actually really like the little conversation they have on the next page, you know, talking about mm-hmm. the, the little girl who fed Zoro, And, you know, Mor- Morgan's reaction is like, so you killed her, right? And then, you know, you know, Helmup was like, no, you know, she was just a little girl. Uh, I, I sort of like that, like... Yeah, you've introduced that Helmeppo is awful, but yet he somehow still has a line that he's not willing to cross. That his that his dad is just like no offer. That's how far like, Garney Garney is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like that. That's sort of establishing the the baseline for a character, and then just the next guy's like, "No, what are you doing? Kill her." Yeah, it, it's a nice little character beat, and I, I'm curious if you know what uh, the, the the writing on his chin means. Moe, M O W E. <laughs> I was like I have no idea. I know like that's the bird wing thing is the marine logo, but I don't know what what Moe is supposed to like. Because like, I, I almost I almost wonder if it's, if it's like the brand of his little face mask. <laughs> it I have could no be. idea, or if it's an acronym. The just hand these out. Yeah, it's like here you go. Yeah, yeah. I've I actually have no idea. But he asks the lieutenant to go kill the little girl for defying him, and when the guy says like I won't murder a little girl, well he gets the axe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just just brutal it's a good way to show how awful this villain is it's just yeah like, okay if you're not you're you're not going to betray your human values to kill a child then i'm just going to kill you here in cold blood it establishes him as more of a actually definitely more evil than Alvita because yeah she's abusing her crew but she's not killing them or anything yeah. like that he's just completely convinced of his own greatness rank as he says mm-hmm. means everything and since yes. his is the highest everything he does is right which is yes. such a warped worldview one Piece is a story about toppling corrupt power structures. <laughs> yeah. This is the beginning of that. <laughs> I mean, that is what Luffy does is topple a structure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that moment. There's just this, this setup is like, oh, hey, there's stuff up going up there. I'll go and use this gum gum rocket to come up. and Right. Get the- yeah. Because Luffy's looking for his swords in the uh, for Zoro swords in the base. And he's like, I'm just going to yeet myself up to the, the top yeah, of the building. I'll find it. <laughs> and you get this whole explanation. It's like you dinged the statue and I've waited years for this to be finished. It yeah. shows how great I am. And then Luffy 
breaks it in half. It's such a good gag of them just like like heaving this the statue of, of Captain Morgan and then Luffy just like drops down and breaks it. And I love his I love everybody's faces that are just like, oh this, my God. this is pure one piece in my opinion. Like something oh, yeah. crazy yeah. happens, everybody goes just shocked face. Yes. And <laughs> Luffy says a little something and uh, the, the, like, then the reaction happens like I want this man dead. I'm through. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love the ludicrousness of like Luffy kind of kidnapping him up, but not really just like, Hey, I need you come with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to borrow him for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just flipping out. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good. And then again, it, it's a fun little moment here with Kobe and Zoro. Kobe is now, now knowing that Zoro is a good guy. It has no yeah. fear going up to him and wants to say, uh, rescue him and hates the way the, the, I guess in the the manga decided to go with navy rather than marines, but um, yeah, um, God, it, that's complicated. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just go back and forth between the two because yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it, it's the, it's the same thing. They're not interchangeable, but f- f- as far as I'm concerned, right now they are interchangeable. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Luffy made it a point to not mention how how Meppo was going to break his promise. It's through. Oh yeah, you're right. It's through Kobe that Zoro finds that out. Actually, he doesn't even tell him at this point. Not even Kobe told him that. That's next chapter. I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. He's yeah, just like, yeah. I want to be a proper sailor. Luffy wants to become a king of the pirates. And yeah, that's the proper reaction of just like what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really? The heck? <laughs> and then Kobe gets shot. Oh yeah, which I I don't, don't remember think that in the happened anime. in the anime. I don't yeah, think I so. Think, yeah, <laughs> I, I reading that surprised me. That is like I don't think he got shot, but yeah, that that's one way to down him i suppose yeah that, that's a good it's a good way to raise the stakes for, i guess at the time yeah, yeah. yeah raise the stakes because luffy's just off like dragging helmeppo and yeah, yeah. zoro <laughs> looks livid i love yeah. that little thing this, this guy's helping him it's just like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's that's it for the chapter four so yeah bring us back again to chapter five which before we even get into it that, well chapter five is called the king of the pirates and the master swordsman i love the splash page to begin this chapter, uh, yeah. just the utter ridiculousness of Luffy uh, having drinks with this dolphin on land, <laughs> especially in these early chapters. I feel like there's a, there's a lot of cover, a lot of chapter cover pages that are not only wacky but like they're just like uh, so one of the characters is doing something weird with another animal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Luffy's just drank his drink is trying to steal the dolphin, and the dolphin looks ready to deck him. <laughs> <laughs> They're so creative. I, I I can't get enough of these. Oh, it's so good. Then yeah. <laughs> just Zoro just drinking in the background. That's, I know. He's just like, I'm going to It's, it's have a great little one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we get the utter ridiculousness of like, hey, tell me where your room actually is and or where the swords actually are. Is like, oh, wait, they're back in my room. We passed a long way back because you've just been dragging me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we passed it. <laughs> and then I, I think this is where the comedy of One Piece has really started to take off. Yeah, because the, the slapstick has just been driven up to <laughs> the up to the next level. How Meppo's face when Luffy lifts him up and points like puts him between him and the people ch- ch- trying to shoot him, <laughs> yeah. which we find out later, Luffy can't be hit by hurt by these guys anyway. Which is even funnier. There is no reason to put him up like this as a human shield. <laughs> so it's yeah. just a, it's just a mess with Helmeppo. <laughs> yeah. We have Hemeppo screaming right into Kobe screaming. <laughs> yep. Which, hey, he's alive. And it's like, 
He's like screaming, I'm going to die. He's like, oh, and Zora's like, oh, you'll be fine. You're, you're alive. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. And this <laughs> is where we find out that he never, that Helmeppo was going to break the promise to begin with. So, yeah. Now, now the Navy is his enemy, which is a good, a good reason for him to uh, <laughs> actually fight back. Zoro to, yeah. Yeah. It's a good, good motivation for him to fight back now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, they're cornered. Guns are trained on them. And that's when Luffy reaches Helmeppo's room and finds three swords. Helmeppo's passed out at this point, so... <laughs> He's just bubbling, at, foaming at the mouth. I love exactly. it. <laughs> I'm scared to death from the, the possibility of getting shot. Yeah. And that's when Luffy looks out the window, and Morgan's convinced that all, everybody's trying to overthrow him. He's like, all right, time to finish it off, and flashback. Flashback. I'll be I'll be real right right off the bat. This is like my one of my least favorite flashbacks in the series. <laughs> I know. Is, I mean, that's that's a really high bar because uh, a lot of the like character focused ones are really really good, but this this one with with Zoro I think is is really weak for what it is. Yeah, Zoro gets the short shrift here because the idea here is good and yeah. solid. He has we yeah. have this girl named Queena. Queena? Yeah, Queena. Queena. And, you know, he, he's known as Two Swords Zoro, and he's lost 2,000 times against Kuina. And she's saying, like, you're kind of weak for a boy. And everybody else is like, he's the strongest in our dojo, and he's even beaten adults. It's, it's unfair because she's the sensei's daughter. And yeah. the sensei is like, oh, I didn't do anything to teach her any tricks. And he's just, you find out Zoro wants to be the greatest swordsman, swordsman in the world. And goes off one night to challenge her with real swords. Loses <laughs> again. Yep. And he's still just completely frustrated. And that's when Kawina kind of opens up and says, and this is who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this is definitely the part that has not aged well. Well, so like, to me, it, it's the one-two punch. But the, here's, here's the first part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like when girls get older, they become weaker than boys. Soon you'll be stronger than me. And then the fact that her dad says girls can't be master swordsmen. Yeah. And how she wishes she was a boy because, you know, her breasts are starting to develop. And it's like, you know, you get this good moment from Zoro where she's like, hey, don't blame your body on this. Beating you is my dream. I want to beat you because you're the best. I don't care if you're a girl or not. Yeah. And that's the part I like, by the way. Yeah. yeah that, that that, is that's something good. I really like about, about Zoro's character. But the concept getting put out there, this girl is convinced that she'll be weak because yeah. she's a girl. Yeah ostensibly instilled in her by her own father. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's... What the hell? Yeah. And, well, obviously, like, I think it's much more about, like, the circumstance. Like, there's obviously a lot of really fantastic, like, characters, uh, female characters who can go toe-to-toe with the boys in, in One Piece. Like, so I, I don't think it's it's not necessarily, like, a... Oh no! You know it's not like the story saying that girls can't be cool swordsmen as well. Yeah. Um, as much as like you know, it, it's that her dad is you know being sexist and and whatnot. But it, it's the one-two punch of like this sort of establishing Kuina kind of sees herself as lesser than Zoro, and then she dies. <laughs> right. It is the I I forgot how yeah. sudden that was. It's like it's just like it's a what? promise. By the way, yeah. next panel, she fell down the stairs and she's There's- dead. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that one. The it, it just, I I understand sort of the, and it, it's something that comes into play later, like like as a way to establish Zoro's own personal motivation. But I, yeah, I, I guess the it, it, it's kind of 
too much too fast for me. The pacing on this, I do feel like maybe would have killed the pacing of the manga. I don't know, but to spend too long on this, this should have been yeah, two yeah, chapters. Yeah, yeah. There need to be more time. I think at the very least, and, and so and I understand like since, since we're still early, like it's just chapter five, right? So there still has to be things to like to to build up an audience and to like establish who the characters are and like you know like the events that shaped them. And but like Zoro is a really important character who ends up having like one of the weaker motivations among the main cast. Uh, and it's something that they haven't really like, like there, there are other fantastic character moments that he gets, but like, I guess like sort of the fact that this is how it starts is just kind of like, ah, you kind of, kind of tripped out of the gate a little bit on this one. And it's, yeah. it's, it's maybe one of the only beats in the early part of the story that I just kind of outright don't like. Yeah. The, the fact that they just like, fridge this girl essentially yeah. to get, yeah. get that motivation because he's it's, like I'll keep the promise it's a weird one be a swordsman whose name will be known even in heaven because yeah it's I feel like the anime did do better slightly I better on this I don't remember uh, the anime's take on this part I, I feel like they gave it a little bit more time I could be wrong on that but mm-hmm. at least the sensei seems less callous I do remember him having more time in the anime. Yeah, I, I, the sensei definitely got more time. We got more of how Zoro ended up at the dojo and how he mm-hmm, developed mm-hmm. His, sty- his style. Like, there's good beats for that. I don't know necessarily yeah. know if they did more with Queen and how suddenly she dies, but mm. it does seem kind of weird that, like, sensei, can I have her sword? Well, I suppose so. It's like, yeah. it feels like he <laughs> okay, doesn't like, care. Okay. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, it, it's it's just framed really weirdly. <laughs> it really is. It, it is an unfortunate blemish on the, these early chapters, and yeah, it's such a shame. But because I like Kawina's design, I like the idea of this you know awesome girl that's beaten Zoro two thousand yeah. times, he, and he's considered a demon. It's a great now. concept. Yeah, I think it could have been fleshed out, but you know, yeah. uh, and, and and the fact that it's sort of it's like a handful of pages in between the action is just like. It's it's odd. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing's just odd. <laughs> it felt like Oda wasn't confident yet. It's like, yeah, I don't want to sure. slow. Like we're in the action now. I don't want to slow it down by having backstory. Something yeah. he gets over yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. do know that <laughs> for sure. I think nowadays he probably would have fleshed that up to like two chapters. Like have that moment, flashback, have some sort of like a cliffhanger for the flashback, and then finish off the rest and and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then get the rest of this action where we end yeah. in this because all we get is like oh i because I, I promised her i can't die yet and then that's when luffy grabs the three swords jumps out the window and what shows an entrance that, yeah i know the bullets don't do anything to it that that is yeah. a very cool entrance by, by luffy and i want to know how he found out bullets can't hurt him <laughs> yeah yeah this i feel i mean there's only one way to find out, right? <laughs> I mean, th- this is the boy who was willing to like stab himself in the face. So. That is true. It's like, all right, I need <laughs> you to, going to shoot me. Got a gun in the leg, point. and let's see what happens. Yeah, I love the bo- the eye bulging from Morgan as it all happens. Like, all the, all <laughs> oh, the, I never noticed that. <laughs> yeah, all the Marines are completely just sp- splayed out because they're dodging the bullets that are going flying everywhere. <laughs> Morgan's freaking out with his eyes bulging. Luffy's laughing like a madman. Kobe's passed out and gurgling at the mouth while Zora's just like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> a very common occurrence in the story, I feel like. <laughs> and then that's when we find out that uh, all three swords belong to, yes. to, to Zoro. He practices Tentoryu, the three sword mm-hmm. style. Yes. And that's when he agrees like, well, 
they're going back on their oh, promise. Yeah, that's where it ends. And uh, Welp, I'll join you. You've got yourself yeah. a pirate. Ah, it's such a ah, there, it's so good. I, I love the circumstances and the buildup to sort of like convincing each character to either either join the crew or like take control of their own lives in their own way. Just uh, yeah, uh, it's just just that that last line from Zoro is so good. <laughs> Again, we're still very early on, and we we have a lot of characters to meet. There's a ton oh, yeah. of characters in One Piece. Oh yeah, but I I do think these first five chapters, outside of stumbling with Zoro's backstory, yep, these are fantastic. Yeah, it's it's a great hook. Going back to these early chapters, it's just been it's been such a blast. Not just as the perspective of somebody who's caught up to all 1000 something chapters but just like it's just like it's just an introduction to a good story Mm -hmm. it has me even now even knowing where the story goes it just has me so captivated i just i i love the characters i love this world it's just it's just fun yeah Yeah. there's a great sense of adventure to it and it's impressive because again it's it's not like it's action-packed we're only just now getting some action at the end with you know these pirates trying to shoot Luffy and not working. That's that's about yeah. the most action we've had here. It's just like yeah, Luffy seriously. running around the base. Yeah. I mean I think this is more or less um what we'll be what we'll be covering uh next week will basically be our first like actual fight. I think so. I believe so. I actually I forget who's ne- oh yeah I do remember who's next. So yeah that's next time will be interesting as we get to uh the next set of chapters and I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm yeah. I've been wanting to get back to one piece for a long time. And I, I find out myself appreciating it more, even just with this first episode talking with yeah, you and yeah. like going over these details and noticing these things that I didn't before. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, one, one piece, obviously in, in, among as long as this and as dense of a world as it is, there's going to be an infinite amount of things to find basically. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm I'm highly just looking forward to getting a new lease on the story. It's just really really exciting to me. And again, just just like you, you know, even even though I'm fairly familiar with One Piece, I I felt a little self-conscious because I'm like, well, yeah, One Piece is basically one of my favorite manga ever, but there's also people who are way more knowledgeable about it than oh, I am. Oh yeah, can. oh yeah. We are we are not experts at all. Yeah, but yeah, I'm hoping just being able to take it slow and talk about it at this pace, I think will really mm-hmm. it'll do a good job at like being able to soak in the details and, and stuff. And I hope people let us know if they're just starting out, or if they're rereading it with us, that sort of yes, thing. Yes, like, yes. I'm curious how everybody's involvement is going with this whole podcast journey. And yeah. exactly what how it goes along, and I'm I'm maybe we can make some people some new fans, is because as we're not going at a breakneck pace, I can also yeah. imagine some people starting up with us and be like, well, I got to see what happens next. I'm, I'm reading ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could totally if, see if that. If y'all read ahead, too. that is that would be I, that means that it's working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just don't spoil us. Well, spoil me, oh, but yeah. you're not going to spoil Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm, I'm going to have to try to do my best not to not to spoil you with my, my retweets and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But with that, I believe we've said all we've wanted to say about chapters one to five of One Piece. Bit of an extra long episode. I think we're going to mainly keep this to about an hour. But I feel like with the our history of One Piece and the fact yeah, that chapter yeah. one is 
very long. You know, yeah, we'll have, ha- to, we'll have to hit a good pace. Yeah, I, I think these will be probably end up to be about an hour or so. So just an extra long episode for this one. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And you can find more of my ramblings and stream vods over at Bitnerd Games on YouTube or Bitnerd with an underscore at the end over on Twitter. But Brandon, where can they find you at? I'm at Brandon Bovia on Twitter. Uh, it's just literally just my name. Very easy to find me. I, I talk about manga. I talk about games. I, I guess probably probably the important part that we uh, sort of buried the lead a little bit, but I'm the English letterer for Dragon Ball Super and Kaiju number eight and like 20 or 30 other other manga of varying levels of popularity. I'm also the English letterer for the manga Ayashimon, which is... As of recording, I think it'll be announced in like an hour, but we'll probably be a few chapters deep by the time this comes out. So Yeah, I think so. We're, we're oh, getting ahead yeah. on a, a lot of these, so we decided to build up a surplus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, if you're at all interested, come talk to me about, about, about One Piece or any other manga, whether or not I work on it. You know, I just, I, I just, I love manga and I love talking about it, yeah. whether or not in a professional capacity or otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up with anime and manga, but I have uh, lapsed recent years i watch occasional stuff but i am not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in it like i was as, yeah. a, as a teenager so yeah, revisiting fair. it i'm just an anime fan who's also does the games media but i i do enjoy anime and this is this is something i've been wanting to do for a while so yeah, and i'm honored honored to be a part of the journey honored that you wanted to join me uh honestly <laughs> so yeah, just thank you all so much for listening. And if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters six to ten of One Piece. Until then, my all friends. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. What about you, Luffy? What was it that first got you to set sail on these seas? Hmm? Well, I'm gonna be king of the pirates! Uh, uh, uh.